Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very, very talented friend, my little frosty beverage, the mixtress, DC Gina. <laughs> I like that. You like that? Yeah, I do. So That way no one expects me to be nice to them. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Frosty beverages makes people happy. So let's, okay, speaking of frosty beverages, what does um, a Moscow mule have in common with sorbet, luge, and Nancy Kerrigan? We don't hit each of those things with a pipe. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> no, they are all, they, um, they all need some form of ice to create the perfect experience. Okay. Yeah, see, okay. see, see. And here's another little factoid for you. Did you know? Was she the one that got hit with the pipe? She was by okay. Tanya Harding. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, so did you know that some of the first um, ice harvesting in the United States happened just about 10 miles from here in Alexandria, Virginia? Well, I believe that. Yep. And so um, the ice trade, AKA, this is kind of funny, frozen water trade mm. seems very practical, um, was uh, a major industry during the 19th and early 20th centuries and is believed to have revolutionized the U.S. meat, fishing, and produce industries and, of course, made way for countless frosty beverages and frozen foods. So basically changed the way we eat today. Maybe not all for the better, but still. Well, I love it. Kind of cool, huh? Uh, yeah. In our backyard. Yeah. In our backyard, literally. Yeah, I love that. So speaking of revolutionizing the way we drink frosty beverages... Let's just go ahead and introduce today's designated drinker, shall we? I'm ready. Okay. He is the founder of Favorite Ice Company, Joe Ambrose. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for having me. You got an extra you in that favorite. Yeah. Look at you. It's very British. Is it all about you? <laughs> it's very good. It's Joe. Who's Joe, by the way? Um, for, okay, just so everyone knows in the world, Gina adds a Y to every man's last, first name. Mm -hmm. Every and ex excuse me, no. I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna stop here for a second. <laughs> so when I met Joe Ambrose, <laughs> he was introduced to me as Joe E from the block. Oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> and he will, was he doing a little dance? And, and like, he will 100 percent mm. remain forever in my eyes, and he could be 110. It'd be Joey. He will be Joey. <laughs> no, she just likes making men look like little boys. That's also not true. And he does call me something else as well. I wasn't going to bring that up on the show. You can bring it up, because now a lot of people understand why I call you <laughs> Joey. Okay, Gina. There you go. So, so Joey's a longtime friend. Yes. So I'm oh. really excited to have you on the show, so welcome. Yes. All right, let's get into it. So I want to know, um, and I'm sure our listeners do, what was the journey like to becoming the Ice King? And can we just start at the dinner King, theater huh? stage? So start the dinner, the dinner theater, Gina. Dinner theater. Mm -hmm. Can we? Yeah. Dinner theater. Oh yeah. Oh the. What? Yeah. Oh, we were talking about. I Your guess where early I started starts. working in the restaurant industry. I'm, it was I'm a, sorry. Do you remember Burnbury Dinner Theater? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't perform at the dinner theater. <laughs> okay. Obviously, Jesus I'm not a thespian or anything like that. I'm like, when did you do this? <laughs> yeah. No. No. It was. Uh, yeah. I guess I was like 13 or 14, and um. What did I do there? I scrubbed pots, did some dishwashing, and I carved beef. Wow. Yeah, it was exciting. It was like... I didn't know that. Yeah, they had like bring in like 300 geriatrics and I had to sit there. 
at like 13 years age on acid carving beef. <laughs> like, it was it was a dumb job, but yeah, that was the, that was the origins. That I, that I brought up on the phone the other day about where I started. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing, and I did not know that. First of all, do you know where that dinner? It's not there anymore. Yeah. But it was where up was like it? Route 29, right before 198, like towards in Laurel, Burton, Burtonsville. Burtonsville. Yeah. No. Yeah, they had so for the rest of the world, that's like just it's outside it? of DC. No, I don't think they have it anymore. There was like a pool back there, a bunch of cabanas, and a dinner theater. It's because it was trailer. all geriatric, so they're all have gone on to yeah, other dinner theaters yeah. in the sky. Wow. Yeah, they just, I don't know where they went. It's like Lucy in the sky with diamonds for him, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, you know. Diamond shaped ice cubes. You just like, took a, like a hit of acid and carved I was probably up from the night before, probably like whatever warehouse party. Coming down, party. Or, yeah, coming or, down from the Yeah, episode. probably still on it and just staring at a giant roast beef. It wasn't the most pleasant experience, but. At hunks of beef. Yeah. Hunks of meat. Yeah. I just remember like all the old people there being like, I don't want that piece. Can you give me the one? That one's too rare. And the whole thing was rare. <laughs> you cut a little more off. And I was just, you know, 13 or 14. I was like, I, what am I doing with my life? Anyway. So after dinner theater, where did we go? We, we obviously, I mean, I want to know the journey. How did you become the ice king? I went to high school. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, you know, my business partner and longtime friend, Owen, Thompson and I, we were... Uh, Who's also been on the show multiple times. Yeah. I think you guys have been... At the, it was before this place. You guys did it a few times at the bar, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would record it. You were using your upstairs tiki bar. A lot. Yeah, yeah. for a did while. A lot of that, that's Owen's yep. office, by the way. We don't. It's like part of the business, but it's really just his office. <laughs> so so no, nobody opens that anymore? that area. What's that? So nobody opens that anymore? No, it opens up, but it's like his baby. Yeah, I, I think we were down in um, NOLA at uh, Tales. I think that was like the only Tales I went to. You were down there. Were you in a LeBlanc Cachaca truck or something like that? I think I think we got into it for a little bit. But um, I don't know. It was like six to eight years ago. Yeah, it was eight or nine years ago. No, maybe. that was that was at least nine years ago. That's when Gina was in her like big time party stage. She was <laughs> okay. out of control. I well, I say was a, he could sell me down the river right now. I want to say it was a new from Rob Roy. was doing uh, a class or a seminar at Tales on um, ice. How, yeah, how they cut up we ice. We took it all together. Bar. We took yeah, the yeah, ice yeah. class together. I can't remember all I'll those tell fine the story. details. Go ahead. We went to Tales of the Cocktail. There was a class, how to carve ice. How to make the ice that you want. It was a Japanese knife. It was a class on like, having to use Japanese knives to carve the ice. And they had this giant block of ice. Climbell. Climbell? Is that the right name? Yeah, uh, maybe. No, was that the name? Yeah, 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 Climbell, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they had this big, beautiful, clear piece of ice. So clear that you can stick your face through it and see the other person, right? And he starts hacking up the ice and doing all this stuff or whatever. Well, you would have thought like magic just happened, right? Me, I'm just thinking like, I'm gonna cut my hands, I'm not gonna do it, I'm gonna try this, whatever. These two, I see. I don't. I must have been hungover because I don't remember that. I like, remember watching like a video. Like light bulbs, like light bulbs, like went off. And maybe it was more Owen pushing it for it, but whatever. But you guys all, you carved. You went up on the up there and carved. No, I don't think I did. I think you're making that up. Owen did. I know for sure. <clears throat> no, I don't think he did either. He did too. I remember I there did. was a video of them using a meat saw at I think it was right, Rob Roy. After we got to go steal. up there and take Okay, pictures. that's possible. Yeah, I don't and then know. I, I probably to do left it. Yeah. Yeah. in the bar. I don't no, remember. You that. Didn't. You're, no, you didn't. So anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Owen and I were kind of curious if there was a market for it up here. I, I think that what they were doing at that particular bar, though, was they were making it for themselves and 
you know, bar consumption. They weren't like selling it retail wise or whatever. So, yeah, I'm curious if there could be a market for it up here. And apparently there was. Yep. Um, based on positioning of the actual company and where it started and everything like that, it ended up, <clears throat> you know, where Owen is or was in his career at that point, it ended up just me ending up doing it. And then, yeah, I don't know. We're eight, eight years later, almost nine years maybe. And it's still going. I didn't really think it was going to last past like two or three years. <laughs> I don't know. I figured people were just going to get sick of this pretty ice or something. Or let's talk about your pretty. First of all, you're ridiculous. Let's talk okay. about your. Let's talk about your pretty ice, okay? Mm. What machine do you use? How do you do this? What makes you want to do this? Look how beautiful they are. They're it all the same, right? Yep. Well, um, do you measure that? Like we don't. I don't know how you do this. How do you do this? Yeah, you have to measure it. Yeah, we take we take large 300-pound blocks, like as you mentioned earlier, from Kleinbell ice machines. We make them ourselves, um, and then yeah, we break them down into you know specific shapes, more so rectangles. So squares. how do you make know. it so clear? That was really interesting to me. So, so the Kleinbell does that for you basically, and you, you have pumps to circulate the water around. It, it freezes from the bottom up, um, getting all the air and impurities and stuff to the top, and then you're left with the clear block ice. Gotcha. So. so the stuff that's on the top, is that still water? Or is it frozen at the, or I guess liquid water, is it frozen? Or do you, when you take the block of ice out, do you like cut the top off and go, okay, this is the part we don't Yeah, use. if there's any like, you know, uh, clarity issues with the top, um, the way I make the blocks, I usually don't get much on the top. I try to get the most out of a whole block. Um, yeah, we'll cut it off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just break it down into smaller portions and then um, we use a, a meat saw, which is basically stainless steel, like a saw. bandsaw? Yeah, bandsaw. Basically, we, you would break down animals with. Oh. Um, so all of this time, I had this different, like, envisioning of what you Well, did. I was, like, shooting lasers out of my eyes or I something. <laughs> you want to know something? I thought it was more like a tile saw or something that you were using that you needed to cut it with, like, water No, I mean, there are some... There's some idiots in other parts of the country that I've seen. They use, like, the Walt <laughs> circular saws, and I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Um, the way they make the manufacture the meat saws, the motor and all the electrical and everything is under an engine compartment because obviously if you're breaking down animals, there's going to be liquids involved. Yes. So you can't have that. So you couldn't just take like a normal band saw and start cutting with water on it because sure. you probably would electrocute yourself. Exactly. So, yeah, so. <laughs> Short-lived venture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so yeah, so we break them down into smaller sections and stuff and then we measure out... Um, for height, I suppose. And then, you know, we do a cut one way, we do a cut another way, and then you end up with uh, the these long, little guys. The different shapes? Yeah. So how many, what's the average? I mean, like, I mean, obviously there's things that you make for like a Collins glass mm -hmm. that's long and like a cylinder. Yeah, the spheres. A sphere, is that what you call it? And mm -hmm. then blocks, which, I mean, I as a, you know, I'm just, I guess the host of the show. Right. It's, I envision like the big blocks just basically for a nice, sipping whiskey or mm -hmm. for me it would be tequila um but it, it you, you gina you make use those for making cocktails as well too right in certain situations i use these all the time so i was gonna i was gonna like show you or show um demonstrate you Great. use them mostly in like old fashions yeah well i was gonna say there's a couple different things that i use it for but like honestly 
So we have two different two, two different blocks here, right? We have the we have a spear, right? So these are five and what are they? Five inches, six inches? Roughly five inches. And they're, they're five inches, and they're about the same size of a Collins glass. So right now I'm going to actually just take one and throw it in. This is a standard Collins glass. So right now they're sticking over the top, and you're like, well, it doesn't fit, and it does because one thing you have to remember, it's ice, and this glass is probably about 70 degrees. The ice is frozen. It only takes like a minute or two and it starts to melt. Yeah, you can, I can actually see it happening so right now. So you can see the little rise going, it's going down right now as we're looking at it. So this is like a trick. You just kind of like turn it, put it in there. A lot of times you don't do, if you're doing like large events, we do this and preset it. You just don't want the water in your drink. Yeah. So we are going to, um, I'm going to take it out really quickly and I'm going to make a cocktail. I'm going to show you that, you know, ice is so important, right? Because it gets your drink, you know, it gets you, it gets your drink cold, right? Now, yeah. Does it have to look like this? It doesn't. But when you look at what you do to a cocktail, right, and you say, okay, um, I'm going to get edible flowers from uh, Oaxaca that were blessed by um, <laughs> the locals and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, how much is that for each drink? It's going to be 250 And then you look at your ice and you say, okay, I'm just gonna use regular, you know, ice. And you're like, why would you do that to the drink? If you're gonna go all the way, you go all the way. The one thing I love about these spears is like once I make it this cocktail, it'll sit in there and it's so cold. Yeah. So what's what what's the most important thing about making a gin and tonic? You know? No. No? The most important thing about a gin and tonic or using anything with bubbles is making sure you have enough surface area to keep the to keep the drink cold yeah so that it keeps the bubbles nice and big oh gotcha so you need so carbonation needs bubble it needs ice to maintain the bubble otherwise you've all been to the bar where you have this thin sheet of ice sitting in there gross little ice right and then this giant drink it's all watered down and you're drinking it and it's not carbonated and it just tastes like sweet water yep right the tonic that is the reason why things like the um the, the, the sticks exist, the iced, uh, the Collins spears exist. Jesus, that's a hard thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, I, for me, why not? You know, I'd rather forego, I don't, I'll forego the crazy flower to have this instead. Sure. And it's really beautiful. So let's make, let's just make a very classic drink, right? Let's do it. So, you know, in this day and age, people go out and you're like, oh, you know, what are we gonna drink? What are we gonna do? And you know, you have gin and you have different things. Uh, let's do pick rum or rum or gin. Let's go with gin. Gin, okay. So we're gonna go with, with gin for the win. So let's do something a little bit different. <laughs> gin and for the win. I mean, you can use. Let's rum do really something want. super, super classic, right? So we'll take beef eater, and we're gonna put in there one and a half ounces for the drink, you're gonna put it in a glass, and we're, we're gonna make three of them. And one thing that I really love about a good gin and tonic is it's just the carbonation. It has yep. nothing to do with anything else. Uh, one of the tricks that I think is like really important is either put a little bit of lime in the bottom of the drink, or express a little bit of the zest onto the drink, but it does need a lime in somewhere incorporated into it, right? Okay. So I'm gonna take, <laughs> so I'm gonna show you the difference in the presentation, right, where you say, okay, does the presentation of the same drink that you would normally drink matter and what the difference is? 
I mean, Joe, do you agree? I mean, you use these all the time. You sell them to all different places. Don't you think that when you have them and they're just beautiful, that people really... Yeah, I mean, I've you know, early on when we started the company, you know, the, the, there was some press that was done. The reporters would ask, like, they'd expect me to have this, like, huge, you know, bit prepared on, you know, how important the ice is for the drink. In reality, it's, it's, there's an aesthetic side to it, and then there's a practical side to it. You know, if you're ordering a you know, $60, you know, single malt whiskey and yeah. you do like icing your drink and you do like some water content, you probably should have one of these cubes in there and not, you know, like half moon ice out of a Hojasaki ice machine that's going to yeah. melt rapidly, you know, yeah. so that would be the practical side to it. But yeah, Gina's right. I mean, it's, it's aesthetically pleasing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start doing this and we're going to put in there one. How cute of those little limes. And then for at home, what I'm doing is I just put the spear inside the Collins glass and I'm taking um, slices of limes that are in uh, little wheels and I'm just sticking them into the glass and they're kind of just like, you know, doing their own thing. And we're gonna go a little bit faster because what's gonna happen is I'm, it's gonna get really watery if I don't um, move it. So when you send it out, you're, this is not anything different. This is not a bigger amount of lime that you wouldn't send out with a normal drink. There's nothing more in here. It is literally the presentation, except the one thing it's going to do is that you provided so much surface area for it is that the bubbles, when they come out of whatever you use, your can, gun, I mean, gun's gross, can or bottle, siphon. but whatever, siphon, you're at home tonic, because you're um, an amateur tonic maker, whatever. <laughs> mm. Each one of these kind of just, you know, makes it really pretty. And you can make different shapes, you can place them in different parts, you don't have to, you can put them in circles, whatever. We're gonna use an actual, and I, I always wanna use something you guys can get easily. This is literally tonic water from um, Trader Joe's. You're not, a, you're not an amateur tonic maker? And um, I do make tonic sometimes, but not today. And I want it, because I want people to realize that sometimes you don't have to do, you know, all the fans. So we're gonna put that in there. You can make your own tonic. And. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then, you see, so put it in there. And my favorite thing about gin and tonics is I put one little dash of Angostura on top, because I really love it. It just really takes it, like, a little bit above and beyond, right? So you take your Angostura, you're gonna put it on top, and let it do its thing. And that is literally just a gin and tonic with a spear. There we go. This one is for so the, the, you. The magic, really, is in the ice, not so much yeah. to your point. But look at it. You can't simple. even see that there's a cube in there. Yeah, I know. It's you beautiful. You don't find that amazing? Yeah, you cannot see the cube Where do you see it's the amazing. cube? That's crazy. Look at that. So when you put, so now when you have the, now what's really cool is you're watching all of the Angostura come down now, and then you see the cube. This is what is so amazing about the ice. This is why we call and we're like, we're gonna do, you know, get the ice and everything. And you're like, I can't even see it. It looks crystal clear. So now those is crazy. limes look like they're suspended in midair. When you, when you do this, I mean, you have to be proud of yourself because this isn't something that everyone yeah. does when they cut it. It's the cutting, it's mm -hmm. the clean cut that actually makes it like this. Because I'll tell you right now, you can get a, a piece of ice. You could do it yourself and you could yeah. get it and you could hack it. And once you hack it and you put the ridges in it, it never looks like that. Yeah, it lacks precision. So now let's talk about this. So we're going to talk about like well, another classic cocktail. Hold on, before cocktail. you go on, I want to. Oh. Uh, cheers. Sorry, I'm just cheers. loving it. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Jeez, cheers. Jeez, cheers. Let us you. enjoy our cocktail. 
Well, I wanted to show you like the beauty of an old fashioned. Because <laughs> now it's back to you, Gina. Yeah, All right. So now you take like an old fashioned. <laughs> Here, let me twist your arm. Yeah. Right? You're gonna do an old fashioned, you put it inside your glass. Now this one has little ridges on it. So now for me the glass, not the ice. Do you hear this? Yeah. Love that sound. I love that little bell, like mm -hmm. that little ding 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 versus the clank, 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 clank of regular ice. In your glass, there are certain times that you want things, but when you're drinking, like, say, a neat expression or, um, you know, what I don't know, pick something, pick a high end, yeah, you know, fill in the blank here, yeah, 21 year old rum, I don't know, 21 year old rum, and you want to make, uh, you know, a cocktail with it. It's it's nice to just have like that beauty to it. Yeah. What's your favorite drink to make with this? I'm retired. You so you let somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, we usually at the bar we use them for rum old fashions and uh, regular old fashions, and yeah, if somebody got something higher end, we probably would put it in. We've actually had people to come in the bar and they won't order a um, nicer rum or a nicer rum old fashioned unless that ice is available. Yeah. So. Well, can't really blame. They, obviously, they know what they're drinking, right? Yeah, I mean, I would still order right, it. So you know, yeah. Not to talk so trash like, about the product, but, but like, I still, if I wanted the rum, I would get the rum. I would just make the best of whatever ice I had there. But some people are very particular about yeah. these cubes. We call but that high maca maca. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's the it's the prettiness of it. It's that beauty that it makes. It's so it's it's lovely. What are you making? A ginger ale? No. <laughs> I love how you like. Oh, just dish it out. Fashion. Yeah. It's just, just an old fashioned. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a little old. It's a little rye old fashioned. Oh, you got it on tap. Yes. That's fancy. It is fancy. So, how do you make uh, a rye old fashioned? So, a rye old fashioned is um, a very classic recipe, and I'll share with you. It is two. My my version of it is two and a quarter ounces of um, rye, and then um, I use like a half an ounce of simple syrup. And then like four dashes of Angostura, and then two dashes of Gary Regan's. I can see all the way orange. through the mushroom. It's beautiful, right? So it what is. was that soda water you put in there? No, no water. Oh, it's it looked just, like it was something no. fizzy. Yeah, it's just um, it's forced carbonated. Okay. But you can make your own at home. You don't have to do the fancy. You just have to do this. But like, look how Ooh, clear that, that looks. Yeah, you can yeah. read the uh, Carvassier in the bottom of the glass. <laughs> These are, yeah, what, these glasses are a bit fun, right? Yeah. So we're at last call bar. It's my yes. love letter to dive bars. Nothing in here glass-wise we've ever purchased. They're, all the glasses are given to us by different brands. So if you come up with a nice glass, I'm worth taking. I like those Jim Beam glasses. Yeah, all, they're all over the place. Yeah. So I am, I mean, this is, this is what you do. So now talk about your other shapes. Uh, I mean, there's not too many. We can do spheres. Um, not spears, spheres, so ice balls. Um, spears for spears? Yeah, spears for spears. Um, <laughs> spears, cubes, spears. Uh, people will order for events. I don't know if Gina's ever ordered any, but uh, like punch blocks. Oh, Typically like yeah. five by five inch larger format, clear ice. Um, we can put other things in the ice, such as flowers. If you were so inclined to do something like that, it's usually... Excuse me. Not cost effective. You've never told me that we could put things in it. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, don't mention it then. <laughs> Charge more. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. It's not like, you know, it, I have, well, I've had a lot of problems in the past trying to, like, explain to people and, um, 
you know, uh, defend the, the price point of yeah. these cubes and stuff over the years. Um, so, yeah, when you start getting into certain numbers, people are like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> My beverage program. Yeah. Yeah, so we keep it simple. Isn't that crazy? So I put the dot in there. They also they have ice diamonds, too. Um, you can cut or make Is with Is that going to be new for 2020? I think they're stupid. Good. That means yes. Well, that's like the aesthetic side of it. But I mean, they're not, you know, like that, that's a lot of like corners and fine lines and stuff. That's going to melt pretty quickly and ruin your uh, rile of fashion. Oh, there you go. It's all, so he's it's all that, bling. So when Joey <laughs> says it's stupid, he's 100% into it. He's like, all right. No, no, stupid. I'm really not. Like the, the uh, you know, the, the ice carvers are the guys that aren't really in tune with the restaurant industry. They'll use any gimmick they can just to try to sell stuff. Like one of my competitors has ice diamonds on his menu. It's like, hey, man, that's great. Does that go well with a $70 whiskey? No, probably not. Like I'm not going to order that to put in a whiskey. I would get one of these rocks. But it just, you know, as far as the practicality, I don't, I don't think it makes sense. That's why it's I call all it stupid. The, it's just bling. What are, what are the shapes? Like, what are the shapes? Do you actually do any carving? If someone asked for that, or ice luge? No. No. Mm -mm. Could you? Yeah. I mean, what I don't, goes into that? Into carving an ice luge? Yeah. Tubes, freezing it into a block. But you know, for what I'm doing here, it obviously doesn't make sense for me to waste uh, my ice on an ice luge to sell to. Uh, why do you want an ice luge here? I think I do. What is an ice luge? Oh, sorry, for everybody that um, <laughs> didn't go to college. An ice luge is when you get a giant block of ice and it sometimes has a tube in it. And the old school ones were just a carved like a channel and you put your face on the block and-, and Yeah, yeah, basically, it. yeah, people pass hepatitis back and forth, uh, <laughs> sucking on a block of ice to get booze down on the other side. But yeah, it was more of a college thing, cake party thing. Yeah, they've got all kinds of interesting ice luges now, which- <laughs> they've got like boob ice luges. They've got like. You're like, and now I have a cold sore. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, like I have the gift that keeps on giving now. There like, you go. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's what ice luge is. And there are companies that sell them. I don't. Um, I keep forgetting. How many shifts do you pull at the bar now? Sorry, there, let's talk I'm about only, Archipelago. Sorry. I'm only there three days a week. Uh, ben and Owen are there four or five days a week. Um, just three. So you guys, what nights are yours? Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So you can come see your sparkling personality at Archipelago on those nights? Yeah, uh, I'll be, I'll be sparkling. I'm, I'll 12th, be shining. right? You and? 12th and you, yeah. 12th and you. Yeah. 12th okay. and you. Yeah. So if anybody wants to be made to feel very bad about them ordering a fancy piece of ice, <laughs> Joey will be there to tell you all about it. So uh, let's do a little housekeeping. Okay. If you want any of the recipes that uh, Gina shared today or any other episode, which Tons and tons of recipes. Where are they going to go, Gina? To designateddrinker.show. Wait, what was that? Designateddrinker.show. Yep, and like I said, all of her tips and how-tos will be there. And then the other thing we're going to do is going to make sure we have a, a link to um, Archipelago in case uh, somebody wants to go and... Or Favorite Ice. Or Favorite Ice. And Favorite, favorite Ice. ice. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if we want to go and hang out with Joe yeah, or, or some, Joey, order whoever. Some frozen water. Yeah, yeah, you need some frozen water, water for your some wedding. Frozen water. What wedding? You want to do like your wedding, and you're thinking oh. about that. You want to put flowers in there. I thought you were saying I was having a wedding. Although that Joey, <laughs> Joey is no. not having a wedding, everybody. Just so we'll make that 100% yeah, clear. So, no. so if you're dating Joe right now, hear what I'm saying. There will be no wedding. Um, that works out for her. So, <laughs> so you're getting me off course. So if you're thinking about a wedding, you're planning an event, you're a party planner and something, you need somebody with hand-cut ice and you're going to do a bigger bar event and even keeping it classic, it's really 
keeping your drinks classy and beautiful and cold. So I say definitely use you. Got to keep it cold. Yeah, keep it cold. It's perfect. All right, it's my <laughs> Here turn. Here it is. It's your turn. She, I like how she says it's her turn. Like she doesn't it do anything. It is my turn. It's her turn. So, Joe, all the dumb people. You could say Joey. I, no, no. Well, now it's no. weird if you don't it, say Joey. I know it's super awkward, isn't yeah. it? So, <laughs> in this in this day and age, and everybody identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal, and they're like, I am. I identify with uh, a koala bear because I feel that I am a tree hugger. Blah blah blah. Right. I want to know if you can identify yourself with any spirit or ingredient, what would it be? I'd probably say whiskey. Whiskey? Yeah. Why? Because I probably smell like it. Because you're, you're just intoxicated with it? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm intoxicated. I probably had it within the last 12 hours. You know, so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, Owen and I used to work at a bar called Bourbon, and, you know, that was my life was just whiskey for probably four or five years straight so that's what I that's my go-to I don't know that's probably why I don't, I don't know that would be my spirit animal in the the spirits world I guess <laughs> otherwise my spirit animal is probably a French bulldog you know Aww. it was his birthday the other day by the oh. way yeah. well let's cheers Who cheers uh, piggy piggy yeah. cheers piggy cheers piggy happy birthday thank you for coming Joe yeah thanks for having me all right